Good Monday morning. It's the Risk Report with Roman the Stoic. Hope you guys had a good weekend. I had a pretty good weekend. I actually had been teaching a four-week-long course on skateboarding, starting with like the eras, you know, the different eras of skating. And I had a class of four kids. And uh, yesterday, Sunday, was their their last day of the class, and they all got to make their boards and got to skate them around, and they were stoked. So super, super good weekend, and it was tight to see. Um, but that's what this episode's going to be about. This episode's going to be about skateboarding, uh, my introduction into skateboarding, you know, kind of my ups and downs with it, my passion for it. And I just wanted to share with you guys, I guess, uh, those early points in my life and, uh, you know, the last couple of years skating and how it's, you know, translated into being a skateboarding instructor and teaching shit, man. I've probably taught hundreds of kids how to skate at this point. Uh, so I'm going to go into all that. I'm going to go into the South Florida scene with skateboarding and, you know. Here we go. The risk report. So I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. And uh, I didn't move to Florida until I was 10 years old. So this was this was 2004 when I moved to Florida. And in Puerto Rico, I hadn't skateboarded. Uh, I think, you know, my parents had like some Walmart Dragon Ball Z skateboard. <clears throat> It was tight. It had like trunks on it with a sword and shit. And uh, I had that and I know I would ride that around the house and stuff. But and I would ride like uh, skates and stuff inside the house. And that was the thing. Like back then, my parents didn't really let us go outside to fucking ride bikes or play or anything. Like I did not go outside when I was a kid. Um, My parents were well off in Puerto Rico. You know, they had good jobs their own businesses. And, uh, even with that, it wasn't like we were in like the super, super nice neighborhood. It was like, they were still fucking nervous to, to have us go out and play and shit. So I was like that bubble boy, you know, (laughs) I was that little Brown bubble boy just chilling at home. And, uh, that I think really opened up my imagination and creativity and all that shit. That's probably why, you know, largely how I am, how I am, right? And uh, so when we moved to Florida in 2004, first day we moved uh, to Orlando, I get to the house and I see there's like uh, probably fucking 10, 12 kids outside playing uh, in the little cul-de-sac, right? And I remember just looking out the window. I'm a little 10-year-old kid. Like, fuck, this looks sick. They're all on scooters and bikes and shit. And so I asked my parents, you know, can I go out there, say hi? And so I literally, I went out there. I said, hi, I'm Roman. You know, hi, I'm Alejandro. And I introduced myself to them. And and then from there on, they just like, I'm pretty sure the next day they were just knocking on my door. (laughs) Like, you know, the little kids, Aiden. I'm pretty sure it was Aiden and somebody else, right? And, uh they just started knocking on my door. Hey, you want to come outside and play? And we fucking play for hours, dude, riding scooters and shit. And I was always like the kid that was jumping off the fucking wall. Like I was always jumping off of shit and like doing three sixties. And, you know, I was this real agile monkey, you know what I mean? Like 
without without like a place to put it in other than inside the house and so and my parents were cool they let me fuck around like that they let me like do that type of shit inside the house and at least they gave me that right and uh so in florida they felt a little more comfortable when i started going out and at first it started with scooters right we all had the razor scooters and i was doing tail whips off of that shit like 10 years old I was doing tail whips, fucking jumping over shit with the with the scooter, like doing gaps, going off of stairs. And I don't think we had even really seen like scootering videos like that. Or I think I was just trying it, you know, like they were trying it. I was fucking trying it. We got into skates, uh, aggressive inline skating or whatever. Fruit booting is what we called it. Fruit booting. <laughs> But respect to those guys because they go hard, you know, and and I tried that for a little bit. I would do 360s and shit. And uh, but skateboarding, I remember the first time I saw skateboarding, I had to be 10 years old. Uh, It it had to be really early on. And I saw my buddy, Matt, uh, which at the time I didn't know him. I saw this kid down the street in the alley. And he was outside with this tiny little skateboard and his regular skateboard. And I, and I was seeing him trying to practice kickflips onto the grass. He was going from his driveway, kickflipping onto the grass, kickflipping onto the grass, right? And I, was, I remember seeing that and being like, holy shit, what the fuck? Like, my mind was blown. I, I had to go try that. So I went over to him. I was like, dude, what are you doing? And, and like, he just showed me the skateboard. I started riding the skateboard around, which I guess, you know, I knew how to just ride. I, I instantly felt connected to the thing. And I knew how to ride well. And he's like, uh, he's like, you ever skate? And he showed me how to ollie. He's like, this is how you ollie. And I remember doing it fucking like first try. And, and his reaction was like, what the fuck? Like, I quit or whatever he said. He's like, you just did that and you never skate before? Like, yeah. I think I was doing cavemans off of uh, off of the thing. And, like, from there on, it was instant. It was like, I need a skateboard. My parents, I think, bought me. And I didn't know shit about skating. I just felt connected to it. And this was 2004. This had to be, like, you know, August, September 2004. You know, I was real fresh and, and back. Because I had moved in in the summer of 2004, right before all those hurricanes and shit, Hurricane Katrina and all that shit. And, uh, and so I started skating. I don't, you know, it was kind of like a blur from there on because it was like every day was that every day was me instead of grabbing the fucking scooter. I went out the skateboard. I went out the skateboard. And then, so, so skating with these guys, eventually all, you know, Aiden got into it and me and Aiden were constantly pushing each other. It was like all of us skated. Like there's a good six of us that, you know, rode our skateboards right in front of the house. And that's all we needed was that street. And, you know, we had a a older kid there, Patrick, his parents would buy, he was the one that was really like getting into, he would try this, he would try the scooter and he would try the fucking, uh, the skates and this and that. And he was the one who kind of exposed us to like fuel TV and would show us videos of people just ripping. And he was real instrumental because he and his family, they would constantly buy him ramps and shit. And, like, his mom was super cool. And she was a teacher. And just really let him, like, do it and explore. And was really cool with the friends at the house, right? And so uh, 
he had like these spine ramps, these fucking launch ramps, these rails. That's what we did. We fucking tried it. We would, you know, watch videos or see skating. And at the time, you know, what was coming out was like Baker and the blind videos and all that shit. And so, you know, we were really just like, at least for me, what I could speak on in myself was like, I was overwhelmed by it. And I instantly fell in love with skating. And it really controlled how I thought about things and what I wanted to do. You know, at the time, my parents wanted me to be like acting and shit because I would always do voices. And so they tried to put me in this like entertainment side and they put me in this uh, agency, John Robert Powers or something like that. I was like 10, 11, 12. And I would go there and I would practice monologues and fucking read scripts and uh, go to agents and fucking, you know, do that shit in front of them to try and get jobs. And But my mind was I wanted to skate. Like, I didn't want to fucking do this shit. I wanted to skate. And my parents were, you know, super hardworking and they had their own business, you know, selling dogs and grooming dogs. And where they had the business right next to it was the Osceola Custom Bikes. They also were a skate shop, a paintball shop. They were just like extreme sports, you know, and like steez. Like they had these bikes that were these fucking crazy chrome, like in gold low rider looking bikes and shit. It was fucking tight. And so I would go there all the time because I was always at the shop. You know, my parents would have me cleaning the cages, uh, stocking the shelves, bringing people out, helping them fucking dry a dog or wash the dog. You know, they had me doing that shit from a very young age. <clears throat> and then when I would get done with my work there, I would just skate on over there. And eventually they kind of gave me a little sponsorship because I would just skate out there and, and just hang out with the guys. But that sponsorship was more of like, then I would work with them, you know, I'd fill up the fucking hair on somebody's tire and shit. And, you know, they tossed me like products and stuff. And at the time, you know, it, it really does a lot to you when you're skating like that and you're putting so much emotion and just trying and you're figuring out and, and landing things is so like, you know, I can't even describe the feeling when you land something that you've been trying for 20, 30, 40, 50 times eating shit, you know, you're getting scraped up, you're bleeding and you finally get it. I mean, it's undescribable, you know, it's undescribable. And I still get a, you know, that feeling still skating to this day. But, uh, you know, we really just tried a lot of shit. We really pushed ourselves and, and me and Aiden really pushed ourselves. It was always like me and him going at it and, and just doing our tricks matching each other's tricks, one-upping each other. And, you know, that drive, that push was really instrumental. Um, and back then we were trying to get sponsored by this uh, company called Kaz Skateboards. And, you know, it was this guy started his own skate company, had a couple kids sponsored, but he, it never really took off. And by the time we went to go get, we were good enough and kind of putting together a video, you know, he it ended. So, and so did, you know, Osceola Custom Bikes. And so, you know, around 2008, everybody stopped skating. There were so many different crews of skaters in my town, and I would kind of skate with everybody I could, and everybody just stopped, you know. And so it was, like, real tough to skate on your own. And so I had really gone hard for four years, you know, starting in the street, 
going to Van Skate Park eventually. Um, and then there was this end, you know, where I stopped. Everybody stopped around me, and so it forced me to kind of stop. And I picked up other things. I started writing music, recording music. <clears throat> and I just got into other things. Uh, high school, you know, girlfriends, all this shit. And so I really kind of distracted from that main goal, that main passion I had was skating. And I wouldn't come back to find it until I, I turned 18. You know, there was a couple times in high school where I did skate. I had gotten in trouble and I had gotten arrested. And, you know, with strict parents and shit, I was grounded for fucking ever. <laughs> Rightfully so. And so, I, you know, what, what I would do after school is I would skate. I would fucking go outside my house like same thing I did when I was 10 was skate in front of the house and my dad would notice that like you know at the time I was having a lot of anger issues and shit like that and my dad would notice that like that was my place to clear my head he could see you know it was almost like he could physically see the relief and the stress relief that had built up with me and then you know the relief of skating and putting it out there and trying tricks and skating, you know, hard for like two hours straight and just doing the same gap, trying different tricks, you know, and I think they always kind of admired that perseverance, but they never saw it as an option for life. You know, they never saw the potential for that in life because they didn't understand that. And at the time I was a kid, I didn't understand it either. You know, we would just see videos and we would just try it. And I fucking loved it. I, I just knew I, I was in love with it. I would love to have been a sponsored skateboarder, a professional skateboarder, you know. But in that four-year absence, it really stunted that growth. <clears throat> I found it again when I was 18, uh, moving to FAU. And I started skating with tons of other people. Anybody that I would see skating around, you know, I'd play a game of skate. Um, eventually me and this kid Parker, we had our own dorm and it was just like a dorm full of skaters, just four skaters that were fucking going hard. And like, you know, we had just the decked out place, like literally with all the decks everywhere <laughs> and like, you know, a thing to mount the decks and a table that was built out of skateboards and just like posters all over. It was tight. You know, it was like a good, it was like the closest thing I could come to being with a skate team. You know what I mean? And uh, so it was just that constant skating that really kind of pushed me. Uh, and then outside of school, I've just kept skating. Uh, haven't thought anything of it, you know, just kept skating just because I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking good at it. And, you know, I'm trying to get better still to this day. I'm trying to get better and better and better. Uh, and I met my buddy, Tony, Tony Christopher an amazing skateboarder, um, skates for tyrant skateboards, uh, and just the, the most down to earth, good homie. And everybody knows him wherever he goes. Everybody seems to know him. And he's like this traveling nomad of a guy. He's like the most hardcore skater. He's like the embodiment of skateboarding to me because he just does it because he's just so in love with skating and, and just the fun of it. And, uh, he really, it's crazy how much he really personifies that within himself. And I don't even think he, re anybody or him realizes that, you know, so it's just good to see him shredding and getting it out there. And, 
through him he really pushed me he's the one who showed me like spots you know fine fucking spots and he showed me all these spots everywhere man is like an, an encyclopedia he's like a google maps for fucking spots and his skating really pushed me to go a little harder and through him you know i started meeting like cats like pedro delfino and you know skating with all these people and so i had found myself in in a point in my life uh, around 23 or so where you know i'm skating with like people that are doing shit and skating and there's such a scene down here like really uh, go to i'll go to skating boynton i'll go skating tamarack i'll go skating boca i'll go skating del rey i'll go skating miami <clears throat> i'll go skating davy you know, we could go to West Palm and skate. Like, there's so many places to go skate here. Whereas in Orlando, it like really fucking popped in 2004 up until 2008. And then it just died. It like dried up around that time. Whereas like down in South Florida has been really prevalent. And as you dive deep into the history of skating, you'll see that Florida's always been a giant producer in skateboarding. It's been, you know, one of the most... It's Florida and Cali, and obviously, you know, people from anywhere can be the greatest skateboarder ever, you know. But it really, there's something about Florida and Cali as being like these main hubs for for breeding these skateboarders, and it's just the history, you know, the history's there. Alan Gelfin from Florida invented the the air ollie and the and the fucking ramps, right? Rodney Mullins from fucking Gainesville, Florida. Andrew Reynolds from Lakeland, Florida. You know, new cats. We got Jamie Foy, one of the greatest in the world. Pedro Delfino, I think, one of the greatest in the world right now. He's fucking going hard. Uh, Florida boys, you know. It's just, there's something about down here. And so, being around this scene, and although I never made it to become this sponsored skateboarder, this contest skateboarder, you know, I've gotten to skate still. Right. I'm still skating. I'm skating with people every day, different people. I usually skate by myself, you know, but I'm out here with all these other people. And it's really like the opportunities that I've gotten teaching kids is special, man. If that's what I get to do for the rest of my life, that's awesome because I was that 10 year old kid once, man. And then to be teaching a 10-year-old kid how to skate, like this giant love that I have and seeing them land a trick and seeing them progress and seeing them fall in love with skateboarding, it is, it's fucking crazy, dude. It's like I've never grown up, you know, I'm still, it's like I'm still skating with my buddy Aiden, you know, it's like we're, we're kids, right? And, and I use those same tactics that I, when I learned, you know, building shit out of nothing skating the street right in front of your house you know not just always going to the skate park just you know finding that love for for skating man showing them videos i, I created a skate manual to kind of break down you know this is how how my mind's been thinking lately just so like more analytically more business like you know so i thought how can I explain skateboarding to the non-skater? And I had made this whole like trick tree diagram starting with the ollie as being the most important thing and how learning and mastering the ollie is going to 
you know, take you to the next level to do kick flips, heel flips, pop shove, it's in 180s. And once you learn those, you combine those tricks together, you know, to get varial flips, hard flips, backside flips, front side flips, big spins, varial heels, inward heels, you name it, right? It's like, uh, I just, I just broke it down into this tree and this shit is like, you know, like where the fuck do we learn this from? You know, <laughs> I've been thinking about that lately. Where the fuck did I learn this from? Just from videos and skating and learning what shit was and seeing a trick and being like, damn, I want to try that. I think I could do that. You know, it's all that shit's, uh, really pivotal and, and instrumental. Um, but that's like a my my rundown. I know it's been 20 minutes of me explaining my rundown with skating in my life. You know, kind of maybe a little fast, but now skating is, you know, I'm doing it every other day. I, I try to skate four times a week at least, you know. Uh, I try to rest too. I, I really try to rest and give my body that type of rest because my body's been broken down over the years. Knock on wood, you know, I've never broken a fucking bone. I may have, <laughs> and I haven't known about it, but because my shit's wrecked, you know, my, my ankles, my, my feet, my knees, my back, my hips, man, I'm, I'm fucked up. You know, I, I popped out my finger the other day. I popped the middle finger on my left hand. That shit was facing 90 degrees looking at me. And I had to pop that bitch back into place immediately. And I had to, I had still got this fat ass finger two months, you know, two months later. So, you know, it's just one of those things that it, it teaches discipline. It teaches hard work. It teaches determination. It gives you balls, you know, it gives you confidence. You know, it's not to just like genderize it or whatever, but it does, you know, make you manly in some, in some senses because you're taking slams, you know, skaters are tough people, guy or girl, you know, you're tough motherfucker taking slams, try not just physically, mentally, because, you know, you look at anybody out there and it's like most people, if they fail at something, they're done. It seems like most people don't like to try shit again. Skateboarders, athletes, you know, people that have that mentality, they will try it over and over and over and over again, you know. And that is like you can't teach that. You can only learn that yourself. And so I really respect that's why skateboarders really respect each other because if you're still skating and you see people out there and you're trying and you're taking your licks and you're landing and you you know you're having fun people are going to respect you you know it's a it's a lifestyle thing it's how you view the world and man I'm so lucky to to be a part of it and how I am and I'd like to become even more a part of it and so that's where my hopes for skateboarding are now you know not just doing my private lessons and being a skateboarding instructor um but my hopes now are to put together a tape of you know my best tricks send it out to the shops uh you know the skate shops around here and maybe a couple brands you know if i feel ready and and see what happens i'd love to be flow for for 
somebody. You know, I've I've been told my whole life, like, dude, you can get sponsored. You can get sponsored. You can get sponsored. Everywhere I go, like, are you sponsored? No. <laughs> never. I've never really tried. You know, I, I've beaten myself down and not had the confidence, I guess. But I think it was more so that I've been this loner skater my whole life my whole life, man, you know, and, and, or at least most of my time skating. I started at 10, I'm 26, I'm about to be 27. And most of my time, I've just been skating on my own. And so, you know, maybe that has something to do with it, but I don't have the filmer. I don't have the, you know, the crew to hype me up, somebody to push me. And that's what I'm searching for now. And that's what I'm hoping, you know, with these video parts and maybe getting sponsored on, uh, you know, some shop and a couple companies would be great because it would enable me to skate with other people. It would push me. And not only that, now I got my whole thing with risk skateboarding. I'm, I'm making artwork. I'd really love to be in the industry that I love, that I've loved for, for so long, you know, designing decks or shirts or somebody for, for some somebody or some company, you know. That would be such a dream realized, you know. It'd be, it would make me just as fulfilled as if I had turned pro, you know, if, I, if that childhood dream had actually happened, you know. But it's a lifelong thing, like with the art and with the music, you know, I said before in the pod, in the other podcast, it's you make this commitment with yourself and you, you accept it. And this is who you are. And this, you know, whether I get sponsored or not or whether whatever, I'm skating, man. I'm skating until I can't skate anymore. I'm fucking stoked to see people like Tony Hawk and Steve Caballero and, you know, Lance Mountain and shit, even older, Tony Alva. You know, they're still skating, you know, they take their slams and shit. They're older, they're fucking skating hard, you know. So that really just gives me hope, you know, and the, and the whole skateboard culture is just something special. You know, there's something special about that. They look at things so differently, you know, like only a skateboarder will travel whether it's on a flight or a couple hours in a car or whatever they got to do to go skate a bench, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or a stair set or a rail, right? Like skating is a different thing. You view things differently. And when I'm driving, I'm constantly looking for skate spots. And when I see skate spots, I start thinking about what I could do with it, you know? And when you're at a skate spot, you know, maybe that first initial trick might be out the window. You start trying something and you're like, shit, maybe I could do this other trick, you know? So, so spots kind of speak to you in, in the sense. And that's the artistic shit about it too, man, is that people are going out there. They're being super creative, uh, especially nowadays, even if they're not super technical, like people are creative. People are, people are going fast. People are going hard. Like skating in 2021 and 2020 is just, just the whole like past 20 years has been incredible of skateboarding. You know, like people have been going so fucking hard. And I'm glad to see it kind of, you know, having, you know, for hardcore skaters, it's like they don't want to see it in mainstream or anything like that. But I'm really stoked to see skating as being a little more accepted. 
you know, like for example, with the schools, like getting paid, you know, to teach at schools, skating, having parents, you know, hire a coach. Dude, you imagine a 10 year old me, if my parents had fucking hired a skateboarding coach that had been sponsored and, you know, had kind of been around and, and that dude was fucking teaching me and my buddies how to skate. Like I would have been, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that would have been crazy. I taught myself, you know? And that's something I try to teach when I'm teaching these kids is like, you gotta, you gotta love this. You gotta skate on your own too. You know, you need to push yourself. When I teach kids, I skate with them. When I say we're going to do something, I skate right next to them. I'm trying something else, you know, but I'm trying it on the same shit, you know, and I've, it's like things in life. They give you signs and skating. I've had a lot of signs. I've skated with pros, you know, several, several pros. I've skated, you know, with so many good people and just like they've all influenced me and, you know, it's just such a wonderful thing. I'm super stoked that I have this in my life. So that was me, my little nod to skateboarding. I'm looking at pictures over here of me when I was like, shit, probably 12 years old wearing some fucking brown audios, but yeah, risk report, reminiscing, talking about life, talk about loves and passions. We're chilling. Peace.